Welcome back, Clockworker, to not the final episode, but the final chapter of the Run Like Clockwork book club. We're on chapter 13, which is pushback and what to do about it. And we will have one more episode, correct, Emily? Yeah, I'm going to interview Mike. The author. The man. The myth, the legend. Yeah. (laughs) I'm excited. He will be on the next and final episode of the book club. Yep. So make sure to tune into that. But let's talk about pushback because this one is a biggie. (laughs) It is something that typically happens for everyone. Mm-hmm. but it might change who it's coming. You know, what changes is who it's maybe coming from based mm-hmm. on like, sometimes it's yourself. Sometimes it's your partner. Sometimes yeah. it's your family. Sometimes it's your team members. So I like how this chapter goes into each of those um, to help you understand how they might be thinking as well as how you can approach them to yeah. move things forward. So my big takeaway, my big driver was that change is hard and uncomfortable and that you'll need to kind of guide everyone on this journey Mm -hmm. and that pushback usually comes from a place of fear and insecurity. So be mindful of that and lean into better understanding that versus ignoring it, right? Yeah, something that I had highlighted was um, the difference between freedom and not being needed was stark. Really, it was a bucket of cold water to the face. And I was yeah. like, when Mike was sharing about, like, when he was in Australia. And then just the next page, or, like, the next flip of the page. Like, our team still needs us when they're running the business on their own. They just need us in a different way. So you just need to embrace the and, you know? Yep. I underlined both of those things as well. Of course. Um, did you experience this? Did you feel like it was like, oh no, they don't need me? Or were you, I mean, it's so different for you because you were having a babies. Yeah, I think definitely not as much because mm-hmm. I was like so focused on the babies. I often say that like, I kind of had a cheat code for the four week vacation because you're so distracted with the yeah. babies that like nothing else really matters at that point i mean and i think that i was only able to have that experience because we were clockworked yeah i know that many women and and men don't have that experience because they're not clockworked and they don't have the luxury of just like checking out you know Mm -hmm. um but i i think that maybe i felt that more when i returned even then even mm. like than when I was yeah. actually gone. Like, totally. Because when I was gone, I wasn't really thinking about it. I just knew you all had it handled and you'd figure it out. But when I came back, it was almost like, well, where's my place now? Like, what do I do? And so I do think that it can be challenging to come back in. And it's really important to like come back in slowly and not just take everything yeah. back onto your plate that you previously did, but really figure out like, what is my my new role here what is the value that i can bring to the table what was what felt like it was missing when i was gone and we did talk about all those things and like i had the team even reflect for me when i came back like what do you want to see me doing like what would be most valuable in your opinion for mm-hmm. me to be doing for the company not for me to just step back into my old role because that's clearly not necessary right yeah. so that's where i kind of felt that feeling a little bit more, but I mean, when you think about Mike doing this, like Mike did this 
when he was writing this book. So he also didn't have the model yet. He didn't have a ton of support or like other people that had done it, you know, and other people that could warn him of what feelings he was going to have. And so I could Mm -hmm. totally understand like feeling that way for the first time, especially when no one told you it was going to feel like this. Yeah. Um, so I empathize with that as he was the guinea pig, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your sticky note? Okay, my sticky note was clockwork is not a system for you. It's a system for your entire company. Everyone needs to know it. Everyone needs to be on the same page. Everyone needs to begin moving the leadership from doing to designing. Yeah, I also highlighted that. I thought really important to understand that this can't just be one person taking this on right and we think we talk about this with all of our clients when they come on board and start working the system and they're like i'm not going to bring my team i'm not going to involve my team yet and whatever it's like mm, this is a system for your entire team everyone needs to understand it everyone needs to be on the same page everyone needs to be rowing in the same direction because that's how you also can remove some of maybe the, even the guilt or the feelings that you have about starting to remove yourself from the doing, right, is helping that first, you need to understand the value of doing the design work, which I think we talk about a lot in this chapter too, right, the thinking work and how hard that is, but also how essential it is to the growth of the business. But if you don't value that type of work, then it will be very challenging for you to try to explain that value to other people on the team or expect them to value it when you don't value it. So starting there with yourself and then being able to communicate in an honest way that like the, the value that I can bring needs me to be in the designing and everyone should be trying to navigate that on the team and everyone should be aware of where people's best time is spent so that they can help protect and serve that. Right. I know that you all know where my time is best spent and you'll often look at my, you know, project management system and be like, "Mm, I'm taking this task off your plate. Right. And that, or like, we're canceling this meeting or you don't need to be there or I'm doing this because you need to be doing this. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And that's because you really understand what my value is uh, to the organization versus and you know, versus your own versus someone else. Like, I think we all do that for each other in different ways. hundred mm-hmm. percent. My sticky note was stop measuring hours and start measuring impact. And I think it plays perfectly into yours. Like, yeah. I so I think it's really important, like not just for the CEO, but for everyone on the team you know, we are big believers in like, it doesn't matter, butts and seats, you know, who cares if it, you know, obviously we don't want it to take 50 hours to do your job, but because that means you're over capacity, but yeah. if it doesn't matter, like if you can get your work done in six hours, then you're done, you know, but like, are you, right. are you meeting expectations or exceeding expectations? And are you making the impact that you need to make? Um, I think that's so important for everyone to remember. Yeah, I loved Mike's story about like the sales call and the impact versus the hours he's like putting in necessarily to that work. And, you know, his business partner, he is honest in this chapter that like he had a hard time like being on board with this and 
just want it like, well, why don't you just do sales calls all day? And it's like, well, because if I did that, then the sales call wouldn't have as much impact versus if I'm out there speaking and writing, getting yeah. on a sales call with me is much more impactful, right? So yeah. um, I think that that's a really important reminder for everyone, like you said. Yeah. Okay. Some things that I wanted to just touch on from this chapter was like that the thinking work is hard. And I love yes. that we added this kind of analogy of like digging a ditch versus solving a Rubik's cube because my husband solves Rubik's cubes and you will never catch me being able to do one because never. it's so hard. I would of course rather dig the ditch if I'm just like, <laughs> so the question is like, would you rather dig a ditch or solve a Rubik's cube? Right. And most of us are just like so wired to want that instant gratification of digging the ditch, right? Like we can see the progress, the like it's just, even though it's physically harder, mm -hmm. it's not as mentally challenging. It's not something we have to think about. We just do it, you know? Whereas the Rubik's cube requires a lot more focus, uh, mm -hmm. time, strategy, yeah, learning, patience, right? like, patience yeah delayed gratification it take might take us a long time to learn how how to solve rubik's cubes and then we can get faster and faster at it yeah um and so i think bringing that into your business and recognizing like where am i just doing the work because it provides me this like check i did the thing this like instant mm -hmm. gratification versus taking a step back and recognizing actually i need to do the thinking i need to do the harder work and if i'm yeah. resisting this work it probably is something hard that needs to be done that i need to also just like build the muscle for yeah. um at the beginning i think it will be very challenging which is why we recommend like just increase it by 1% each week, right? Like 1%, 1%, 1%, Turn just the start turning the dial throttle on like doing a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and you'll get more and more comfortable with it as, and, and better and better at it. Absolutely. What else? It was pretty much mine too. Cause I, like what I wrote Tower down was, talks. yeah, I was like, you know, the design work takes just as much energy as or more than the doing work. So we really have to prioritize that. And, you know, to kind of also slide it into team perspective, that is true. If you have people in leadership positions who are required to do some design work to help you with those things, especially once your team starts growing, like it's not all going to fall on you. If you look at your mm -hmm. mix, like there will be other people doing some of this design work. You need to give yourself and then eventually maybe some team members the actual space to do that in an effective way you know like you and i have talked to myself like how do i i'm not good at i can't just sit here and think but it's like what can i do like i need to be moving my hand so maybe it's like i'm gonna work on a lego. puzzle during a lego yeah. or something during because it's like that's when i can think you know so be creative mm -hmm. with it and and find ways for yourself and whoever else in the company needs to do it to to like get in that zone so it's similar yeah. to how it's like the shower. Mike says he sits in the sauna, you know? Yeah. I don't have because the patience you're not for the sauna. Doing anything else, right? I don't like have the, the shower. Like, I'm like, of course, we're having other thoughts, good ideas. Yeah. It makes total sense. So, how can we get ourselves into that state more often? Yeah. You got to stop some of the doing, right? Yeah. So that you can get your mind into the designing. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I wrote down was just that 
like the fear if you're having team members or, you know, partners or whatever that are experiencing some fear and insecurity about the clockwork process, just you have to communicate with them. You have to ask what's going on. You have to be able to explain the benefits and help them understand how this isn't something that they need to be worried worried about about or talk through. Like, what are their fears? What are their their worries about implementing this, what scares them about this or what makes them uncomfortable. I think it's really important to understand those things versus just bulldoze those things and Mm -hmm. think that it's just going to be fine. They'll just go away. They'll fall in line eventually. (laughs) Um, They may fall in line eventually, but they're always going to have some sort of underlying resistance, which may then just plague the culture. So just be just be mm-hmm. communicative up front and try to better understand people and empathize with them and and convey the benefits so that they understand this isn't a risk to them. This is going to benefit them as well. Yes. It's the and same I had for like team perspective. Yeah. yeah, like similarly, like what questions do you have about clockworking the business? I wanted this to be a space where you could communicate with your CEO and with the leadership of like, where are you confused or what questions do you have or what makes you uncomfortable about this? Or what are some of your fears or insecurities about implementing this system so that you can get it all out there as you, um, as it comes up for you, as you're reading this book. And it's like a, a nice segue into that conversation. Mm -hmm. And mine was for the team, like the more you show up and do things like ask those questions and, and like, you know, really take on this implementing the system, the faster the trust is going to be built between you and your leader and the faster that we're all going to get clockworked. So Mm -hmm. like resistance is futile. (laughs) I mean, it's not, but it it is. So just, you know, yeah. And also it's silly. Just do it. It's going to benefit you more than them. If I'm being honest. Yeah. (laughs) And then the clockwork in action is just to start having conversations about your vision Mm -hmm. and your plan to clockwork the business with your partners, with your family, with your team, with your colleagues, with the world, like start talking about it and communicating that this is part of your vision for the organization and and why and get their input and, and starting to have those conversations, I think will be really healthy, but also to help cement that this is something you're actually going to do, not just something you're going to keep in your head and talk about. Yeah. I did want to talk about the closing before we wrapped this episode up. I didn't want to do like a whole episode on the closing, Mm -hmm. but the Lin-Manuel story I thought was, I thought it was nice. So Lin-Manuel Miranda didn't have time for vacations, he said. Yeah. But because he was what, like the theatrical composer, like I was going to say a playwright, but he's the composer, right? Yep. And those things can take like a year at a time. And so Mm -hmm. after he had finished one, he decided, him and his wife decided they were going to go on a vacation. And while he was on that vacation, he picked up a copy of Hamilton, right? Mm hmm. Um, the award-winning biography of a certain founding father, Alexander Hamilton, an 818-page book that he's just going to casually read on vacation. No. So he's casually reading this on vacation. He doesn't have anything to do. So he's just like, whatever, I'm just going to read this book. And then he comes up with 
perhaps what he says, one of the best ideas he'll ever have in his life mm-hmm. <laughs> on this vacation because he came up with Hamilton, the play that we all have heard of because it's sold out. Yeah. Over and over and over. Yeah. <laughs> because of his work, right? But the the idea that like we need these breaks from our business so that we can have nothing to do and then come up with the next really good big idea. So I loved like some of these thoughts of like, what if you're just one vacation away from a brilliant idea that could make all your business dreams come true? Uh, Like when I read that, I was like, I need to take a vacation. That's when I was like, (laughs) okay, I need to book my four week vacation because it was like, it had this feeling of missing out on it. Like it gave me some FOMO. Yeah. Versus like sometimes as the business owner, we have the FOMO about like what we're missing in the business. But now I have FOMO for like, what idea am I missing out on because Because. I'm unwilling or haven't taken the vacation, right? Or I haven't taken one in a long time. I haven't given myself the brain space to just like fully check out and unplug since having the baby. I'm like, so Miranda, Lin-Manuel Miranda was like, take more vacations, you know, come up with a big idea. Perfect. And I was like, mic drop. There it is. I'm in. Great. <laughs> I, I've been telling you. Take one. So. so I'm going to be planning my next four-week vacation. I hope you all will be planning yours. I hope this book club was helpful for you. Make sure to tune in to the next episode, which is the interview with author Mike McCallowitz. Mm-hmm. Awkward. Um, but I will see you in that interview, to- but Adrian as I'm recording I'm on is on vacation, which is great. And so <laughs> yeah, yeah. any final words of wisdom for our listeners, Adrian, as they take on the clockwork system? Yeah. You can clockwork your business, set your vacation date, share it with us, share it with a friend, make yourself accountable to making it happen. Let's do this. I want you to take more vacation. So yeah. go ahead and clockwork your business. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> that's my that's my final words. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us.